Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. I hope you're well. I'm just happy. Like I'm actually really happy today. I actually took the weekend off, which was quite nice. And I know when you're a little bit more of like a, I say high achiever, or you've got your goals, or you're working towards something, you think that taking time away from the thing you're trying to work towards will take you back instead of propel you forward. But I actually think that's the opposite now recharging and having time away from what you're trying to work on or your career or whatever that is at the moment actually gives you more strength when you come back into it and so within that i woke up this morning and there was probably like a good 10 minutes when i was lying in bed maybe 20 minutes and i was just kind of not procrastinating but i was just on my i call it my focus phone it's my personal phone there's no social media on it so i was just trying to like distract myself a little bit, seeing who I could text good morning to, you know, <laughs> check the weather and see how my sleep was. Anyways, um, I realized I was like a tiny, tiny bit scared for my day, just because, you know, when you take time off, coming back is hard. And I was like, I just, I just twisted it around. And I was like, you've got this, you can do it. And you don't realize how much just speaking positively to yourself helps. I know we think as a society that if we're harsher to ourselves and if we put more pressure on ourselves, it'll get us further. And, and in some points of your life it does because that's the only way that you know how to do things when pressure is applied and when people are mean to you. But realistically, that's not how we wanna live our lives. So being more positive to yourself can really help you. Um, and so I did that and I got out of bed and I just, I switched it around and I was just like, feeling like I could do this day. Anyways, I had a lovely gym session. And basically I was talking to my friend in the car yesterday. We went to adult gymnastics, first time going to like an open gym. We weren't really nervous. We were more excited, I think, cause we had each other. We were just like, let's just see what's gonna happen. Anyways, it was an hour drive. And normally I'm not that type of person to do that. I'm like, if it's not convenient, I just sack it off. But I was like, look, when else are we gonna do adult gymnastics together? Let's just do it, it's a Sunday. I've got my day off, this is what I wanna do. Anyways, the car ride there and back was actually really nice. And I love just like chatting and everything. Anyways, we were talking about a few things and I guess like it just made me realize like, oh, actually it would probably be good if I told you guys some of this stuff that we were kind of saying or at least I was like talking to her about um, and like some random things just came into my head and I just, it was my friend Amelia and sometimes honestly I'm with her and I'll just have these brainwaves and I just tell her and she's like, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I was telling her about this thing and I wanna tell you guys about it. And it was just this, you know when that saying that goes around and we never believed it when we were younger and you still may not believe it. And it was like, you know, even when you're rich or even when you're famous, like they're still not happy. Now, before I even touch into this conversation, I do wanna say that I am I am very aware that having financial freedom does decrease a lot of stress and, it, and, it, and I can completely understand that element of it. I'm talking about a different edge and maybe past that kind of, I'm, I'm talking about a different side of it. So I don't wanna say that, you know, if you're struggling with money, that life wouldn't be slightly easier or easier if you had money, but I'm just talking about the more kind of, when you do hear, let's say Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift or, you know, Lewis Capaldi, who has actually really struggled recently. And 
it is such a representation of money and fame won't make you happy. Like to a certain degree, yes, you can afford your food and where you want to go and everything like that, but it won't change how you feel internally. And I want to expand on this. And the thing is, when I'm talking about this, it's not just about money. I'm talking about, you know, your body, money, um, success and grades. For example, let's say you have this belief that, you know, when I lose that little bit more weight, when I look like a certain way, then I'll feel good about myself. You are so wrong. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. But if you don't feel good enough already in the present moment, in the future, when you think like, oh no, but let's say you do lose the weight. Again, you're gonna be in the present moment, even though you're in a smaller body, you still won't feel good enough. It's a different situation if you feel pretty good about yourself and let's say, for some reason you went on a weight loss journey for let's say health reasons and stuff. And then you're like, yeah, you know what? I feel more confident. Like this is my body, whatever, different thing. I'm talking about the girls or guys who don't feel good enough. And for guys, it's probably the flip way. Um, not, not making like a stereotypical judgment, but most let's say gym boys, they start off skinny and they have this big insecurity that they're skinny. They go to the gym and they will never be able to see themselves. I don't say never because obviously it's a journey and you know, people get out of this place, but so many boys struggle because they still see themselves as the skinny boy. And so they never think they're big enough. And so they don't wanna take their tops off or they don't wanna train without a hoodie on or they keep, keep going because they don't think they're good enough. It's the exact same for girls in the other way. You'll keep trying to lose weight or you could lose weight and then you don't feel good enough. It's a whole cycle and I know there may still be a part of you that doesn't believe me and think, no, 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 Anna, trust me when I say, when I lose weight, I'll be happier. Like, it's just not the skinny girl can still hate her body. The rich person can still hate themselves. The girl who's got A-star grades can still not feel good enough for her mum. Right, so we all have these like core beliefs and no matter what externally changes, we think it's gonna change what we feel internally, but it just won't. Now that's not to scare you, it's really not. If anything, I want you to take it as a reason why you should try love yourself before everything else. And that doesn't mean that you don't get to grind away at things, have goals, have ambitions, push harder, all of that stuff. I just want you to work on yourself internally alongside it. Don't wait for the success to come, for the good grades to come, for the body to come, to start loving yourself first. Start now or while you're doing all the other stuff. Because in some weird twisted way, you'll feel potentially more crap when you get to the top and you don't feel good it will be like an even bigger hammer to the face. And I'm telling you that from experience, from a lot of experience to do with my body, to do with my career. I'm lost for words because I don't know how else to explain it. But, you know, I had an example last week where, so basically recently my videos, let's say on TikTok and my like engagement on Instagram, it's just kind of blown up out of nowhere. And, for me, like if I just give you a little recap, let's say if you're new here, I started my social media three years ago. First year was quite rapid growth. In fact, the first six months. 
then I went through a lot mentally. I took time on social media and there was a whole year in the middle, probably a year and a half where there was no growth. I still had an amazing community. I had so much support. Like I just wasn't growing more. And at the beginning, it was a very scary thing because I had based my self-worth on the amount that I was growing. And within that year and a half of no growth, it healed so much within me because I actually became okay with no growth. And that's not to say that I got comfortable with where I was, but it, it, what I'm trying to say is that I actually started to feel good enough as a human without that having to happen. And that was really, really healing for me. And I learned to create videos that I wanted to. I learned to take time off. I learned to be okay if numbers didn't match what I had expected. I learned to remove expectations. It was so healing. And then, you know, there were changes within the last year, like Alex started working for me full time. And so a lot of like support and structure was put in place because previously I had done everything by myself. When I, you know, probably like, actually it's coming up to nearly a year ago. I basically started just putting in more work too, getting more organized, doing my stuff. And also, I had done a lot of internal work on myself, like with therapy. So I was actually becoming more myself. And so my videos were naturally just being more myself too. Anyways, the last probably like, yeah, there was probably like still not too much growth, like a little steady bit. And then the last, like, I'd say two months. Yeah, two months, maybe three months. A lot of growth has come and it's very weird. It, well, it, I'm not gonna say it's weird, but when you go through a whole process of being absolutely okay with nothing more, and then you actually get more, you're just like, whoa, like interesting. And what was interesting, what happened last week was I had a little dip, I had a little dip and I wanna talk about it because um, obviously I've made so much growth in myself since then and you know doing my videos recently and in actually a really good happy way and feeling good about everything but what happened was is and i'll and i'll be super super honest there was like a la gymshark event this weekend that just happened you guys may have seen it or not and i actually really wanted to go i'll be completely honest and it was a big thing that i was like basically grinding for like i had basically gymshark hadn't confirmed who was going yet and so I took it as a mission. Think about it when a boy says like, oh, like, I'm not sure what I want. I think I just want to be friends. And then you take it as a mission to be their girlfriend or like show them that like, no, I'm girlfriend material. I did that with Gymshark <laughs> in, in, in a subtle way. I, well, I basically was like, right, you're not sure who you want to take. I'm going to work so fucking hard to show you that I'm like good enough to take. And I didn't realize what I was kind of doing to myself. Like, at the time there was like, it wasn't like a major thing. It was just like a behind little story in my thing, like in my head that like, look, if I make really good videos, they're gonna wanna take me. Anyways, so everything's actually popping off and I completely forget that I was doing it like slightly for that reason. And I was just proud of myself that all my videos were doing well. I was like, cool, cool, cool. And then the LA invites went out and obviously I didn't get one. <laughs> and it really, really hurt me. And then, you know, I moved past it and I understood and I understood that the opportunities had to go to like American women. It, like it goes to like certain priorities. Whereas like the last event that was in England obviously went to England athletes. So it was kind of like that. But still, 
I, so it was this weekend. And so coming up to this week, what I hadn't realized was it obviously had pushed a button of me not being good enough. Not actually true, just pushed a little button that made me think that at the beginning of the week, because it was at the end of the week, the event. And so I started like rushing the process of my videos. I don't think my videos were as good. I wasn't feeling, I wasn't waking up feeling good. And then when you try film that, it's not a good place to film. I like to film from a happy place because I want to feel good and I want to be expressioner and funny and just be myself. And it doesn't mean that I'm not going to show my bad times because I will straight up say when I have anxiety on TikTok. But it was an interesting week. And I was like rushing the process of getting videos out. And I suddenly expected to get videos out like every day. When in reality, my videos started doing well when I did like two a week on TikTok or three, I don't know. And that's not to say it's the right or wrong way to do it, but that's what was working for me. And then suddenly I'm expecting myself to do more. So if you've ever like found yourself, you know, someone's pushed a button, someone or something has pushed a button of you not feeling good enough. And then you find yourself doing more. Maybe someone made a comment about your body and then you find yourself, you know, the next two weeks really pushing yourself in the gym a little bit too hard from a negative place. You know, it's those types of things where you can notice and instead of relying on the external, instead of relying, you know, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym or to make myself feel good enough. It just won't. And I'm going to be really blunt with you. Eating less is not going to make you feel good enough by the end of the week if you feel shit at the beginning right? Actually spending time with yourself, being there for yourself, journaling, moving your body in a loving way, being kind to yourself will shift you out of, will unbutton the button of not feeling good enough. You'll feel good enough, right? And then you can go about your day. Then you can go to the gym in a loving space. And so that was the button that I had to unpush this week. And it actually worked because yeah, it came to a point where I didn't feel good enough. I added pressure of myself doing more videos. I thought in my head that if I had more viral videos this week, then I would prove to like, not like Gymshark even fucking care like this. They don't even think like this. There's a stories in my head. But I thought like, oh, like if my videos are more viral, then like I'll be good enough because they didn't take me to LA, so I'll be good enough. And I just want to let you know, I really moved past this experience in a healthy way. Like I actually fully understand it and I have some amazing opportunities with Gymshark coming up. So it's not at all that they don't appreciate me. I appreciate myself, they appreciate me. It was a different situation and I haven't taken it personally to myself anymore. Anyways, once I had noticed that this is what happened, I actually gave myself more room to breathe. So instead of suffocating myself more with more work because I need to add, you know, I need to do more, I need to be more. I actually was like, I just told myself, you know what, Anna, you are good enough no matter what. Because as soon as I realized I was being mean to my younger self, I was like, wait, that's totally not on brand. <laughs> I say that in a way of like, not part of my personality or traits that I like to hold. I actually love being kind to myself now. It was never a thing I used to be able to do. And now it's something that I hold quite highly of myself that I don't speak bad about myself. And I don't, you know, I don't want to tear my younger self down for any reason. So imagine telling six year old Anna, you're not good enough because Gymshark didn't invite you to LA Lift. Like it's just not the case. And I would never ever want that to go through to her. And so it was my responsibility as adult Anna to be like, to tell that younger version of myself, you know what, you are good enough. And I kid you not, the situation for me turned around within literally two hours like 
one minute I was feeling really low about it all. And then as soon as I had all these kind of realizations, like, oh my God, all I'm doing right now is telling myself I'm not good enough. That's going to get me nowhere. It's gonna get me in a rut. It's gonna get me in a hole. I will, everything else will be crappy. <laughs> and so I gave myself room to breathe. I released expectations. I didn't make myself put any videos out for the rest of the week. I gave myself room to breathe. I worked on my stuff. I gave myself time off while still working and it worked. I've got myself to a good place and now I'm excited for the week and I'm able to do my stuff. And what that has to do with what I said at the beginning with, you know, money won't make you happy or success won't make you happy. Last week, my videos were still like, not the videos that I had posted that exact week, like they had actually done a bit less, which I think pushed another button of not doing good enough. So not only did they not do how they normally did, they did a slight bit under, they got slightly less views. And when I tell you less views, I used to wish that I even could reach those views. So it is quite literally just, it was some sort of green tinted, not even green, like black tinted glasses that I had on. I'm still doing amazing, I was still doing amazing, but in my head, I wanted to over succeed last week because I didn't feel good enough. And so by slightly going under, it just got me in a hole. Anyways, overall, my account was still doing amazing. It was literally just like two videos that didn't quite hit my expectations, which I don't think I should have anyways. And I think if anything, that will limit my, any sort of you know success in the future. But my account was doing great, like everything was going up yet I felt crap. So what I'm trying to say is even if everything is actually going right, even if everything I used to dream of, so let's say me a year ago, used to dream of being in this place in my career, imagine that actually succeeding at something and then not feeling good enough about it. Boom, what was the point of being successful in the first place? What was the point of any of it? If you're not gonna feel good about it, like it is one of, probably one of my core things I like to remind myself recently. And I've even written up on my whiteboard next to me because I like to write my goals out. So I was like, I wanna hit this on TikTok. I wanna hit this on Instagram. You know, these are some of my fitness goals. Like I've written like a muscle up and like pistol squats. And then I wrote some affirmations. Like I'm, ex I'm literally reading it. I'm excited for life. I'm ready for new opportunities. I can do anything I put my mind to. Low days still exist. I'm just better at turning up for myself. And the last one is I use organization and rest to help me not feel overwhelmed. Then I realized when I'd stepped back, even though the positive affirmations were great, there was a lot of stats on my board. And I was like, ooh, interesting. You know, I don't really wanna base my self-worth on stats either. And so I wrote a little thing on the side and it said, no matter the stats, my main goal is, so my absolute main goal, my priority over anything, any video doing well, any anything, is to feel happy while doing all of this and continue to love what I do. And last week I noticed I wasn't loving what I do, like loving what I was doing because I'd put it on this pressure. I wasn't feeling good in myself. That's not the goal. I don't care if I was getting millions of views I would rather feel better about myself than have the millions of views. And so when I wrote that down, it completely switched my week. I realized, right, we're not actually gonna push to rely on the external stuff first. I'm gonna get myself in a good place, get myself feeling happy, getting myself doing the things I love again, all of that stuff. And then the stats and the 
the the fun and not the fun, but like all the other stuff can come after. And so if you want to, if I want to, let's say give you another example, let's say you've had a really hard week and you start putting a lot of pressure on your body. You think suddenly you need to lose weight. Maybe you've got a party at the weekend. Maybe like you're going on holiday. Maybe you caught a bad angle in the mirror or a picture. Before you start going on a one week, two week quick weight loss or, you know, doing some not great things to your body, could you for a second do the first, the, the priority goal that I just told you? To feel happy first, to feel in a good place first, to feel some sort of worthiness first, then you can go gym. You still wanna go gym, I'll let you go gym. <laughs> but like, can we get ourselves in a good place? Because otherwise, as soon as we go on the roller coaster, or the, let's say the ride of, no, I'm gonna rely on the external stuff first. I want changes in my body. I want changes in my career. I want changes in my grades. Can we just feel good first and then do it from that place? Cause I'll tell you what, then when you reach it, you will feel good. I have a high percentage of social media friends that can be succeeding. Can, can like, I could look on their profile and be like, bro, you are smashing it and they won't be able to see it. Like, like I have one friend in particular and they just can't see it. And then you, I look at it and I'm like, what is the point of all of it then? Cause you're driving yourself crazy. You're actually living in a, in a more of a world of hatred than any sort of happiness. Yeah, I just think to give yourself time to get yourself in a good place first and then you will actually feel good after. And what well, I say after, like when the good things do come to you. And I used to take the belief that like, not the belief, but I actually never thought I could actually be proud of something. Like I would always look for, you know, back in the day, external kind of, oh, even if I reached something, I wouldn't feel good or I wasn't allowed to, or I wasn't allowed to feel proud. You are allowed to feel proud and I want you to make it a goal of yours that when you reach something that you once dreamed of please give yourself a minute to be proud of yourself because if you don't just imagine whether or not it's your younger self or your present self or your adult self you once dreamed of it you worked really really hard you reached it and then you just ignored that oh yeah next thing i need more I need the next big thing. Yeah, you're allowed to, but can you give yourself some sort of appreciation? And when you do hit it, don't rush to get appreciation from others first. I used to do it. If I got a really good brand, like opportunity or, you know, um, financial kind of thing or, you know, whatever, even if it was, let's say me dancing or me getting a new thing in the gym, I would be so quick to send it or to tell someone else first, to hear them say, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I'd like be happy for a second and then I'd, mm, should I tell someone else to get more of it? Should I send a video to someone else to get more of that appreciation? I now have a rule with myself that I have to appreciate myself first. If I do something cool in the gym and I take a video, I look at it and I go, go girl, so proud of you, amazing. Because then if I post it, I'm not reliant or not, expecting any comments from it or needing it because I feel it myself 
it is amazing obviously if people are like oh my god that's great like it's so nice to be in a loving community but at least it's not coming from a place of me not feeling it in the first place and at the beginning I won't lie there's a little bit of fake it till you make it like because if you really deep it if you've never practiced being proud of yourself and then you achieve something and then you try really like feel or not feel but why am I not feeling proud of myself? Why can't I feel this feeling? Just say it out loud. Just, your body doesn't know at the beginning. So so give it what you want. Just say it out loud and be like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Well done. Because there are times where I reach stuff and I don't quite know the feeling yet. And so I just have to assume potentially what my younger self would wanna hear. Like just give them a little round of applause, whatever. Um, but I would really, really practice that because it, it's, it's gonna help you. And I think we also have this belief that being proud or being confident are negatives. Like you shouldn't feel like that with yourself. You shouldn't feel too confident or you, you, you shouldn't have that much, you know, positivity around yourself in that way. You're big headed or whatever. And I think there must be some sort of you know, I'd say from personal experience, maybe in my home, there was kind of like a like a hush, don't say that too much. You'll get big headed. I think my mom had a fear that I'd be big headed. She's a very humble person and she's brought me up to be a humble person. But I think it had an over effect of not letting myself go around the house saying I'm amazing because I remember I used to say stuff like that and she would kind of be like, oh, don't be too big headed. And I'd say, no, mom. And I remember when I was trying to break this pattern and I was staying at home for a little bit, I would say that type of stuff. And she goes, well, Anna, like, should you be saying that? And I go, yes, mum, I'm allowed to feel like that. And most of the time, it's not actually that they believe that, it's that they were taught that in their childhood. They've just gone their whole life not knowing how to be proud of themselves or expression it or, you know, any of that. And so then they put that on you because they don't know. So I wouldn't take it too literally. If anything, I think you will inspire your parent. Let's say I will inspire my mom if I'm constantly, you know, talking good about myself and I'm and telling her that like, no, it's safe to do it. I'm allowed to do it. You're gonna you're gonna inspire other people to do that. Um, and that actually kind of goes on to the next thing I was gonna talk about. And it was when I was in the car with my friend, and you know, she actually said something that. I actually never knew that she thought. And maybe that's just because we hadn't opened up to each other in that way before, or maybe she just didn't feel like it needed to be said before, but I just didn't know that she thought that way. Obviously on social media, I'll get comments like, wow, like this makes me feel like I can be more myself or I can be like all my silly goofy parts because on my TikTok, like, I'm just a bit all over the place. I'm proud of it, not proud of it, but like, that's who I am. And I'm gonna stay like that. But to actually hear it from like a very, very close friend, to know that it has that impact on them. Like for me, that does the world of good because I do always think like, you know, you can be all of whatever to people online. You could help people, you could be kind to people, but if you're not making maybe like, if you're not being that person in real life too, in your in your like personal life, 
I just don't think it quite matches. You want to be like that with your family and your friends too. Anyways, so so obviously when I heard my friend say this, it really warmed my heart because it kind of reminded me that, oh shit, I am doing this for people in my real life too and my friends. Because sometimes, you know, you don't tell your friends how you feel. And I actually think, side note, like, to open up to your friends and just sometimes say why you appreciate them is actually so nice. And it like, and I think sometimes we assume that our friends know why we appreciate them, but they might not. Do you know what I mean? They might not. Anyways, what she said was like, cause she, she's obviously, we hang out in real life. So she sees me in person <laughs> and I, let's say we're walking down the street, I'll start dancing or I'll do some loud noises if I'm excited. I could be in the middle of the gym and I'll like laugh out loud, like just very expressionate with how I'm feeling. And she just brought it up and she was like, honestly, like I look up to you with how expressionate you are in public. And she said that she's always found it really, really hard to be, to, to show that excitement or like ultimate happiness however way you want to in public. And she said that, you know, she'll think that she doesn't care what other people think, but then when it comes to that, she'll have this big, big wall of like, oh no, but what will other people think if I do that? And she said, seeing me constantly do it, almost like has allowed her to break open that shell and like start letting her do it a bit more and more which to hear that was the most beautiful thing I could just honestly warmed my heart so much. And I just want to let you guys know that being expressionate, laughing out loud, making noise, dancing when you want, skipping down the street if you want to, anything like you're allowed to and it's fun. And Obviously it can be really hard at the start, you know, if you're thinking about what other people think, but I'm just gonna say it loud and clear. No one really cares, like no one does. And as soon as you start realizing that, and the way that I do that is I look at other people, this is what I used to do, look at other people walking down the street and I think they have their whole life. Here I am thinking everyone's looking at me and I've got all my own problems and I've got all my own this and not to like degrade myself like, oh, Anna, you're irrelevant or like your problems don't matter. But like, if all my problems matter a lot to me, I can just imagine the girl on the other side of the street probably has the exact same. She's probably got, you know, maybe some boyfriend issues, some friend stuff, some insecurities. Maybe she's doing really, really well in her career. Like there could just be, she's got her whole life, same as you. Think about the amount of people that listen to this podcast. You all have such individual big lives. Your life is the biggest thing in your life. So why do we think that we are the biggest part of other people's lives? Cause we're not, we are such a small fraction. Like just genuinely take a moment, look at your body, look at your surroundings. You are the main character in your life. You only live in your movie, like as a main character. So everyone else has such snippets. Think about how much you care or not care when someone walks past you on the street. You're that to them, <laughs> like no one cares. And the best part as well, when I talk about being more expressionate 
is if people judge you, firstly, I couldn't give a crap. Secondly, it's only because they were not taught to be expressionate themselves. But thirdly, you will inspire more people to be expressionate. It's just the way it is. The way that I kind of, you know, my friend said that she was inspired by that. It could even be a stranger. If they see me dancing down the street, they might they might stare at me at the beginning. And if I really deeped it and cared what other people think, I'd maybe think, oh God, is that person looking at me weirdly? They're probably just trying to process why a girl's dancing down the street and they don't have enough time to crack a smile. And so they walk past and then you never know, they might be slightly influenced to be a little bit more themselves. So I just, just want to remind you about that. And going on to my next thing, which I shared with my friend as well, was this analogy that I like. And it, it's not even an analogy, it's just the way of life. <laughs> I like observing children and their characteristics and just realizing how almost themselves they are. Think about little kids, they run around. If they're angry, they'll have a tantrum. If they're sad, they'll cry. If they are happy, they'll laugh really loudly. If they're excited, they're gonna run around causing a little bit of chaos. You know, if they need a hug, they're gonna crawl on their mum or dad and ask for a hug. They are, they don't care. They will wiggle their bum bums. They will do anything. They quite literally don't care. And they're so intuitive with themselves with what they need and what they don't. And I think we should aim as adults to be more like children. Now, you could be like, well, what happens? Why does this happen to us? Why do we go from these little balls of life to balls of rolled up tinfoil, like a hard stud of metal, <laughs> so rigid and so whatever. And I think, well, not even what I think, we grow up and we are all in different households, communities. We go through different experiences. And I think parents have a really, really big effect on us. Think about, you know, you could observe this and next time you're out, you see a mom and the kids may be crying or the kids trying to get their attention. And they go, oh, just not right now. Can you just come over here? Can you just do this? Can you just do that? Can you just, do you know what that's gonna do with a child? Even though at the time it doesn't seem like you're affecting them because they still cry. You are drilling into them that if they express a certain way, if they are angry, if they are this, and this is what happens as children going on to adults, going like growing up, is we are basically dampened. Our sparkle is dampened by older people that haven't healed their stuff. They ha like, it, it's just so crazy to think about. And that's why also we all grow up slightly different is because we all have different parents. One parent doesn't like chaos and needs everything in control. Another parent is young, wild and free, but let's say doesn't give their child too much attention. So their child goes on to, you know, externally reach that attention. There's, there are so many different things. For example, let's say with me, maybe one of the things was I was very emotional when I was younger. And I don't mean that in like a negative connotation of being an emotional. I was just a very hypersensitive child. And I was very much knocked down for being like that. 
I was very much told off for that. I was constantly reminded how annoying I was. I was constantly reminded how much I was almost like a little burden. Um, and it was really hard. And so you grow up and you, those beliefs grow. You think you're too emotional. You think this is bad. And I, grew up, I grew up with that. And the journey of healing is quite literally undoing that shit. I cannot expect anyone else in my life not expect but what I'm trying to say is I am the only one who can now undo all of the stuff that I was made to believe growing up and that is almost the journey of the healing stuff obviously there's a lot more stuff in it but it's a very big part of reteaching yourself healthy things I've had to tell myself it's okay to be emotional and I've had previous situationships where they have almost been a echo of my you know, mum or something saying, why are you crying? Don't cry. Or not why are you crying, but like, you know, that's too emotional or this or that. And a lot of the times I believed it, but the most recent kind of situation thing that I went through, it was so healing because they were telling me that I was too emotional because they hadn't, learned that about themselves yet they were taught in their life to be like to be emotional is a bad thing so it's not that oh god they're a horrible person no they just have even bigger beliefs that they're not allowed to be emotional so they're putting it on me and the reason why it was healing was because i actually you know at the beginning i believed it but coming out of it i learned oh you know what it's not true i'm allowed to feel anything i'm allowed to use my voice I'm allowed to feel a certain way. I don't always have to say life is good. You, you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to bypass. You know, I'm all about being positive, but not in a way of ignoring any negative things that I feel. I just allow myself to give myself that time of day. Okay, now let's move on and go back. And so, you know, that is almost like a nice little thing for maybe you to reflect on yourself and maybe even journal. Um, a girl in my DMs actually gave me a really good idea to almost like give a journal prompt, like give you a task on the back of a podcast. So if I remember, it'd be a great thing or maybe you could just like take that on yourselves, but maybe journal, what are some things that I maybe learn and I'm really making this up from the top of my head, but what are some things that I learned as a child and growing up that, maybe are not true and just see what comes up and then almost make it a challenge to undo that stuff, whatever it is. So whether you were taught that you weren't allowed to laugh loudly or be childish, can you try be a weirdo for two seconds in public? Can you try laugh louder when you're with your friends and not care? Do you know what I mean? Like just give yourself little tasks. If you were told that you were never allowed to cry or that you were given that belief, could you maybe not be so ashamed the next time you want to cry? Or a step further, could you cry in front of someone that you trust? Do you know what I mean? So take the beliefs that you were kind of given. Can we go against that? If you were made to believe that everything always had to be in control and in order to be going right, can you go do something spontaneous? Can you go like, skip out on a piece of something. Do you know what I mean? Can you go skip something out of your routine? And I feel like that's quite healing in itself. And that's what I do. And then 
going on from this, I think with, with what I've just explained, can we give more compassion to other people to potentially why they act the way that they do? And that maybe they're not a bad person or cold or rude or needy or extra. Maybe they were grown up a certain way. And I like to use a toolbox analogy and I have completely made this up. It, as in using the word toolbox may be out there, I don't know. But this is the kind of like, I'll just explain it. We grow up and with our situations, experiences, parents, childhood, everything, we learn to use certain tools. So, you know, if you're in a alcoholic family or like not alcoholic family, but let's say you've got alcoholic parents and there's more like that side of things, you learned tools to cope with that as a child, maybe to hide away in your room. Like I personally haven't experienced it. So I really have no right on saying how you would cope with it. But let's say you were quieter, maybe more like, you had to hide away or like certain things. So you, that was a tool to keep you safe. Example from my end, I had a dad who wasn't in my life. So one of my tools was one to try ignore the fact that he wasn't there, but then when he was to completely people please and try to be the best, best daughter. So maybe he would one day accept me. It was one of my tools. I learned how to achieve. I learned how to, that, that kept me safe. You know, another tool could be your parents, maybe your mum or dad, maybe your mum. I think normally it comes more from the mum, but I'm, I won't uh, make assumptions. Very, very needy and always needed a lot of things from you. Always jumped in at every single thing, didn't give you too much space. So the tool that you learned was to potentially be an avoidant, to hide in your room, to have a lot of alone time, to get obsessed into hobbies that allowed you to have alone time. And so what happens is we grow up and we still have those tools in our toolboxes and it goes on to our adult life. And it, and what this does is it allows you to understand people more because instead of going like, oh, this guy is so rude. Like he just goes cold on me like this and everything. Okay, but like, what if that was the tool that he learned when he was younger and he just hasn't been given a new tool and maybe he's not ready to let go of the tool that he's using. And we have lots of them. We got a toolbox, we got the hammer, we got the spanner, we got the, the, the ax. Okay, that's definitely not in a toolbox, but you know what I mean? We have lots of different things. And sometimes people aren't ready to put down certain tools and pick up new ones. You might be, you might be already on your healing journey and you're getting rid of the old ones. You're bringing in the new healthy tools, but other people aren't. And I will tell you now, don't waste time on trying to get people to change their tools. That is their journey. You can inspire, you can be a role model, but don't, don't get mad if people aren't changing, right? Because they will do it when they're ready and they may not be ready yet. And I have learned that the very hard way. And now I'm in a very good place of like, okay, I can be there. I can say that I'm here and I can do me, but the best thing that you can do is just continue to be the example that they potentially need. Instead of telling them off, instead of them accusing of being a bad person, okay, you just continue being you. And when they're ready, they'll do what they need to do. And so I just think it's a nice way because let's say you have a friend who gets really mad if you do a certain thing, like 
they've just been taught certain things when they were younger. So we all have these different toolboxes and I, it's another nice analogy of like the healing journey of what are some old tools that you have stuck in your hand? Like I very recently just got rid of some very old habits and views on things. And it's so healing when you get to put that old hammer down and then you go to the shop and you just buy a nice, good all round healthy hammer, a new one. <laughs> and it's a healthy way, it's a healthy tool. It's a, it's a more understandable, um, open-minded approach to life kind of tool. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I definitely think it was potentially like a little bit more, I don't know, I enjoyed speaking about it. The last thing I wanna leave you on more of like a personal note. Well, personal note, this whole bloody podcast is personal because I could only talk from experience. But I remember saying in my last episode that I've definitely become more of that person that likes to do things in my alone time. And, you know, more of that avoidance side coming out of myself. And it's not a bad thing. I'm never going to judge either side. You know, we have to experience all sides of ourselves to know ourselves. But I've definitely been a bit more, and if anything, I don't even think it's avoidant. I think it's a healthy thing that I've actually been able to appreciate my alone time and deal with things in my alone time because I used to never be able to. What I want to say is that I'm potentially opening up a little bit more again. <laughs> so I just thought it would be a little proud moment to share. And I'm potentially letting new people in, which is a new and scary thing. But I'm doing it because life is also about loving humans and letting humans love you, experiencing different situations and people, like that, there is an element of that. And sometimes we like to stay in our routine and stay with the people that we know and stay in a very little small world, but actually letting new people in can, can teach us things and can be a whole nother thing and also to know that we're allowed to have help from others too. So I've gone through a whole journey of like needing help from others, not being able to rely on myself, to going to rely on myself and not wanting help from others, to now knowing I can rely on myself, but also giving myself permission that it's absolutely okay to reach out to, or not even reach out, but have support. And yeah, so I just thought I'd leave you with that. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I would absolutely love to know what you thought, anything in particular that helped you, whether or not you comment that on a TikTok post and be like, bro, episode whatever helped me with this, I loved it. Whether that was commenting that on a post or you can use my DMs as a safe space if you don't want anything to be public. Inside Anna's Mind Instagram is the podcast Instagram. And I always tell people that the DMs are an open space for you to journal or brain dump anything. Even if I don't get back to you, use it as a place to tell me how you're feeling because you never know. You might come back to the week, like come back to it a week later and tell me how you're feeling again. You might come back six months later and be like, oh my God, the problems I had six months ago are like not even in my brainwave at the moment. And now I'm dealing with this and whatever. So I'm so open and here for you guys. Um, but I'm sending so much love. I'm about to crack on with my day. I'm wishing you the best day possible. And if you're not having a good day, that's absolutely okay too. Be kind to yourself, be loving to yourself. Rest. Remember, life is full of waves. Sometimes we just gotta ride it. So sending love and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.